Crossing. Welcome to the Four Play Podcast. I am your host, Justin. Boys Night In. It looks like Bags Night In. <laughs> Please don't. I'm just going to say bags, bags Night In. I did my best. Everson. Um, you got your own nickname. I got my own nickname because the guys, uh, I was way too busy to prep for this podcast. As you can tell, Mark is not here uh, because he's out in Kyoto doing some... Doing secret things. Secret up, things. Up in the mountains of Kyoto. I'm and sure if he were here, he would hate that nickname. He would, <laughs> but I think he might like Bags Night In instead of Boys Night In. But, but uh, I, I'm, welcome to the Four Play Podcast, this is where we talk about <laughs> games, Japan and Japanese games. I am your host, as I've already said three times now. Um, and as you can tell, it's going to be a loosey-goosey episode. Um, we've got the that regular... That just means Mark isn't here, basically. That's, yeah. that's exactly. our kind of default. Like, right. if Mark's not here, there really, is no order. Only really chaos. My nickname should have just been Mark's Not Here. Um, but, <laughs> well, no, why uh, don't you uh, tell us about your, your boys' night in? Uh, yeah, so last week my wife went out drinking with her colleague, work friends and stuff like that. And uh, like I had this these plans for me and the kids to like we'll play games do fun stuff and like 20 minutes after my wife left we ha- we had pizza first that pizza looked good what it was, was that from? Good. it was good pizza it was uh uh so it's a pizza place that's near my house called bashamichi which oh. is a uh a meiji era themed <laughs> what <laughs> pizza all you can eat pizza place huh um, but you got delivered. They cut it with swords. And, well, <laughs> we went we went out and got takeout. Oh, um, but it's it's good pizza. And so we had it. And then like twenty minutes later, they fell asleep. Uh, <laughs> you posted a picture of that too, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, that was yeah. a great picture. Yeah. They just were. Yeah. Anyway, so with me is the rest of our normal cast. Um, we got uh, in front of me. We got Roy's. Um, Generic bus ride. Oh, no, Jerry, okay, oh. you have to stop commenting on my hand. Right now. You know what it is. You know what it's supposed to be. Or geriatric bus ride, uh, which yeah. I actually have no idea what this is about. Okay, right, what's up? So, um, since I got a new apartment, uh, I take the bus to work now. Yeah. And I didn't realize, but like, as opposed to trains, like only old people really seem to ride the bus. <laughs> and also, um, and Pokemon Go players. And Pokemon I ride Go the bus. Players, yeah, but <laughs> I guess that's I am kind of old. Yeah. So. But do you notice this too? That there's just like a lot of like decrepit old people I ride the special bus I ride the bus to Ebisu <laughs> okay <laughs> the shorter special bus I know what the that sounds like <laughs> the other special um, there's lots of old there's like lots of old people but there's also lots of very beautiful people because uh, Ebisu is like beautiful land that's right and that's like the core of all beauty and okay. probably evil things too, but like the core of all beauty is like mm. Ebisu. So yeah, mine's not as bad. Uh, but but oh sorry, no, I was just to say you you just ride the old people bus. Yeah, and it's made me notice like the bus is like kind of you know it's raised and yeah. you have to like step off of it and like the old people have a really hard time doing that <laughs> so they'll like they'll like elbow you once the bus stops they'll like do everything they can to like be first out yeah but then they get to that step and they're like Ugh, that's like oh yeah know. and sometimes sometimes people help them which is kind of heartwarming like yeah. this one time there was this old lady with her like old lady bags right. or suitcase thing <laughs> and like two people that she didn't even she wasn't related to them they like helped her Aww. Get the suitcase out and helped her. But not step. you. No, I didn't. No, I was just like, wow, that's Roy's nice. like the one <laughs> elbowing. He's like elbowing to get out of the way. Okay, so uh, and then we also heard from John walks with Charmander. That's right, Ricciardi. I like that. That's, that's yeah, that was a good. That's a good one. Good guys. Um, nice. Yeah, I guess we could talk about Pokemon Go a little bit. Yes. but like, so uh, they're doing a Halloween event right now. They are. Speaking <laughs> of Halloween, Roy and I are dressed for the occasion. Yep. Yes. I'm wearing my slime mask, and Roy's wearing something from Monster Ty- Hunter. Tigrex hood, I yeah. guess you'd call it. Your your shirt and your slime mask match. Oh, by nice. the way, John. Yeah, that was totally intentional. Yeah. 
Um, so you're yeah, they're doing a Halloween event, event and it's awesome. Like it actually, the first time they've made Pokemon Go worth playing again, really since it came out. Mm. I don't, I'm not dogging on it, but I just mean like there's been nothing really new about it. Since. Yeah, yeah, their new um, features have been pretty much pointless. Yeah. Can, I, can I ask real quick? Have they talked about how it connects to Sun and Moon yet? Because I know a lot of information about that has been. Nope. I don't, no? think, no, nothing, I don't think nothing. Mystery guest. Th- um, that was my entire purpose of like playing. I'm sure there will be something, or like maybe they'll release something when it comes out, yeah. or whatever. I, I would say we'll talk about this later, but I have a feeling we're not going to, so why don't we just talk about it real quick now. Yeah. But like, basically they set up this event for like five or six days where tons of ghost-type Pokemon appear. Like, I've caught like probably 40 <laughs> Gastlys in the last like two days, mm-hmm. and like uh, candy, because it's Halloween, candy yes. is like easier to get. You get like... Double. M- it takes much less candy to walk with a Pokemon, thus mm-hmm. I'm walking all over the place with Charmander because he's like impossible to get in yeah. Japan, and like I'm gonna basically get a Charizard from this. Um, but, uh... You get more candy from walking, you get more candy when you transfer enemies, uh, Pokemon, you get more candy when you just catch them. You get like six per catch instead yeah. of three. Mm-hmm. So like... It's made it worth playing again, and it makes you realize, like, they really just need to do events like this all the time, just like yeah, every yeah. Japanese game. Like, yeah. that's what keeps people playing those games, is, like, put new events on for different themes or whatever, and, and have that going, like, year-round. Yeah. And they're back on number two on the charts. They're making money again. Are, there any, are there any turkey Pokemon they could use for Thanksgiving? Roy's the Pokemon. Well, there are, but they're not in this generation, I unfortunately. Okay. Well, maybe maybe you'll get a lot of Pidgeys or something. I guess. Rose and Rose that's what everybody <laughs> needs. More Pidgeys. Yeah. That's what in, in the Pokemon the world. That's what they do. On Thanksgiving, they roast Pidgeys oh. and Pidgeos and Pidgeots. Uh, hey, Graham. Hi. Graham was because so I uh, just moved here recently. Yeah. And I had to buy a whole bunch of you know standard appliances, including a washing machine. So I, you know, was living here for two weeks without one, and so I was washing everything in the bathtub. Wow! Yeah. So I would just throw all my clothes in there, fill it up with water, put the detergent in, and then scrub it out by hand. So did that work? Yeah, worked perfectly fine. <laughs> I throw it on the clothesline. Did, did you develop a technique for like yeah. scrubbing? Absolutely or? not. No, did no. you get a washboard or? No, no, no. Just doing it all by he hand. Bringing stuff yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> there the washboard. Putting nice. that gold gym membership to work. Yeah. Yes. Nice. But no. So I finally got one, so I don't have to do that anymore. Oh. But it was a fun, you know. Do you feel like sometimes you just want to do it to feel get that alive? pioneer experience? Yeah. Yeah. You know, go back in time a bit. But no, no. Well, I'm you know, really pe- bad people here are generally Japanese people. I found that are very like conservative about stuff like water, saving water, and everything. Like I've I've mm-hmm. I've known people who basically would fill up the bath like after taking the bath the night before because that's the thing mm. in Japan leave the water in the bath then take a bucket from the bathtub to a the washing bucket? machine to fill the, fill it with water uh, rather than waste more we, water we do that but we don't have a we have like a hose, hose that just yeah. funnels it into the sure, bath yeah. into the nice. washing machine but, yeah. but I, I respect that I think that's cool I mean I, I don't do it I, I guess I'm, I'm a bad person but my, I think no, it's good that my, people do, do my it. brother-in-law when before he like made it big as a comedian had so little money that he would take not only the bath water to wash his clothes, but to fill up his, to fill up his toilet. Oh, <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. Just a little, yeah. yeah. I don't know the harsh reality <laughs> of being a comedian in Japan. Wow. And also with us is a special guest, very special guest. This is your, this is your first time on the show, right? Yes, long time listener, first. This time is uh, the dulcet tones of uh, Nick uh, Zero G Acrodino. 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 Close. That was. Oh, give him some credit. That was. I could have been like Acrodino. I thought it might have some crazy like Italian pronunciation, like like my last name, you know, like Acrodino or something or whatever. But no, no, no. Yeah, and your other nickname was Ghetto Daze. Ghetto Daze. Oh, why? Because of a tweet? Because of your involvement with Gravity Days, which could also be named Gravity Daze. 
Oh. <laughs> so Nick is a... What's your yeah. job, Nick? Tell people who you are. Yeah, who, so who you be? I'm an associate producer for ISD, which is the International Software Department out of SIEA. America. Lots of acronyms. So, yes. And so, who is SIEA for people who don't know? So that's America. That's North America Sony. So Sony. That's the keyword I was looking yes. for there. <laughs> Sony. Um, so we take all the games that come from Europe and Japan, and we get them all ready for shipment in the States. So everything that's involved with a game mm. transforming from its original Japanese or European version to uh, the U.S. version or North American version comes through us. And we nice. do a lot of other stuff, too. Nice. And so, Nick is an old friend of ours, yes. and as he said, he's he's a follow a listener of the podcast. Thank you very much for that. I don't mm. know why, but um, <laughs> but we also uh, you know we've just known each other for years and stuff. So it's nice to finally have you on the show. I'm mostly um, just like talking about game cards. Yeah. <laughs> game oh cards. yeah, we're not going to go so there wait, this week. But uh, we're all in agreement. It's you're supposed to say game cards. We're not. We're not going to. No, I'm, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not. I don't want to. I don't want to bring this <laughs> argument up again. Because that's gonna, not even what I was. That wasn't the point of my argument. Okay. The, but the point of your I argument... I do want to know what Roy was about to say, though. I was Roy, just in the camp of, I don't care. Is right. it even that big of a deal? It's, just a it's not <laughs> a big deal, no. No, it became a big deal it's because funny. some people like to argue about things. Okay. Yeah. okay. Um, um, these wounds are still too fresh. I know. They on. really are. Um, I did just want to say real quick before we start a couple things off the top. Uh, it's Halloween, so, uh, I don't know, eat some candy while you listen. Um, we're probably going to be short this week. Yes. Uh, we did record last week to do that kind of emergency switch thing, which was a lot of fun. Thanks for listening. We got a lot of cool feedback. Mm. Um, um, but, you know, because we did that last week, that cut into our time for this week, so we're probably going to be a little short this week again, too. But yes. um, we'll do our best. We're actually recording the day that you're hearing this. Yes. This is like, you're going to get this in a few hours. So. guys. Planned ahead. So, Nick, uh, yeah. what brings you to uh, Japan? Oh, so we're here to, uh, well, lots of meetings. Meetings, yeah. meetings, meetings. Lots of stuff coming out of Japan. Yes. You guys know Last Guardian comes out soon. Um, yes. December 6th? I believe. Okay. Yes. Um, ah, that's really. They just soon. announced a, a soundtrack for that I Am Eight Bit. Did you yes. see that? Oh yeah, like oh, a sure, vinyl, yeah. Yes. a vinyl soundtrack thing, yes. which is interesting because you don't usually see those coming from Japanese games. Mm. So that was kind of cool. Yep. Yep. Well, I mean, we. I think it's fair to say we're going to be celebrating that as the big Ueda sequel that you guys have been waiting for. So mm-hmm. um, <laughs> waiting for a long time. <laughs> yes, for a long, yes. long time. Uh, and we're incredibly proud of it. So we're going to celebrate every aspect of that. But Gravity Rush comes out. January 20th yes. in North America, so we're here to make sure that that is getting its its final big push okay. and uh, making plans for that. Plus, PX, uh, PSX is right around the corner, too, so there's a lot of good stuff that we need to uh, take care of. Where's PSX sure. this year again? PSX in Anaheim. 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 Yes. Okay. So right near Disneyland. And nice. when, exactly? Um, it's always oh on the PlayStation's it's, birthday, so it's... the so first it's weekend of December. December 3rd oh, okay. weekend. Pretty soon. Yep. Yeah, right. yep, right around the corner. So right oh. after I get back from Thanksgiving, I go straight to Anaheim. That's awesome. I went last year uh, because that was when we first unveiled the Res Infinite like yeah. playable stuff, and that yes. was great. It was an awesome time. PSX is amazing. If you have the opportunity to go, you absolutely should make plans to go. It was really, really fun time. I'm yep. kind of sad I can't go this year. Yep. But. And I will be there standing next to Gravity Rush, so if you want to come meet me, I'm happy to talk to you. Nice. Awesome. Should we expect... I know you obviously can't tell us too much, but like, should we expect some surprises at PSX? PSX has kind of become always, like a always. like the winter E3 for you guys, yeah. right? A lot, lot of surprises. And I'll say like a lot of Japanese surprises this year, too. Ooh, nice. So awesome. if, you're, if you're listening to this, you want to yes. pay attention to PSX. Mm, All nice. right. That's a good... Right. A for exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just had to do that for a mark there. Um, and so, uh, have you done any, you know, besides work stuff, have you done any, like, good gaming shopping while you're here oh, or anything fun like this, that? This is actually, sadly, the first time I've been here that I haven't wanted to go and find a ton of crap. Really? Like, the first time that, I, We get that a lot. A lot of people are kind of, like, 
burnt out on shopping in Japan. Well, okay, right. So I was here studying abroad in 2006, mm-hmm. right? And then it had been eight years before I got a chance to come back. So oh, wow. Okay. I came back for the first time, like, maybe two years ago mm-hmm. and found all the Sega Saturn stuff that I never owned. Like, all the stuff that didn't come out in the States. Like you X- just got it? Like, X-Men vs. Street Fighter. Like, all, all oh, the, like... Right, you right. mean, like, all the, all the hentai simulations? Oh, stuff like that. Yeah, all, all, <laughs> all those, those too. Um, but, yeah, I bought a Japanese Saturn and got all that nice. stuff. And then, ever since then, I've kind of been like, eh, I don't really need anything. Plus, prices are getting out of hand over they here. Are. Yeah. Like, they are getting... Stupid. Yeah, we've talked about that a bunch. And, like, you know, but it, we're kind of in the midst of a little bit of a retro revival right now, I would say, mm-hmm. in, in Japan. Not, like, I don't think it ever... Retro never went out of out of fashion with you know Westerners coming here to buy stuff, mm-hmm. but as far as in Japan, because the Famicom Mini is coming oh, yeah. out, all of a sudden there's like all this stuff going on. Like I, I have this in front of me right now, actually for this reason, mm. but I might as well talk about it. But like this, I'm holding the first issue of Famitsu ever from 1986. Now it's not the actual issue; it's like they've kind of reprinted it on on demand, actually, which I didn't even know they do here. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of a it's kind of in like book format like it's not it's a magazine but there's like some extra pages in the middle of it and everything but essentially they reprint every single page from the first issue of Famitsu very nice which is really cool I mean it's got you know coverage of like the first Dragon Quest it's got Zelda it's got like Star Soldier you know it's got their first reviews of uh, you know games back then used like some kind of weather system like I don't even understand it like <laughs> it's before they had the top 10 right. scores like you know Zelda got like sunny and like <laughs> partly cloudy and that, like, that like a scatter podcast. showers right. like, that's you know if you ever wanted to know how you know the game pro system was right bad. it's so. funny how like similar that is the this famitsu is to the the game magazines that we grew up uh reading and stuff like that yeah. like it doesn't seem like i'm reading like this foreign mm. like magazine or a, it's like like an egm that was translated into japanese or pretty something much like. because i think i mean a lot of egm's early influence actually came from famitsu yeah. and you know, it's fun to look at stuff like this because it's very nostalgic. I mean, you you know, back then it was maps, right? Just tons of maps in these pages of, of games. Some of them drawn, some of them like, fo- like fo- they don't have like screen grabbing software. So they like took pictures of the screens and like oh, yeah. basically cut them out and pasted them together. Um, and, you know, tips and tricks were a big thing. Like I, I found, I learned recently that a lot of the early magazines, you know, kind of kind of gained in popularity from like who had the most tricks basically in Japan. Um, and you know the companies wouldn't didn't want them uh, didn't want them uh, releasing tricks, so they would like fight with them, but they would put them out, and that's how they got big. <laughs> Interesting. But then there's also one more thing. There's uh, the Nintendo Dream guys put out a, a magazine for the Famicom Mini Classic, and it's like a it's like a new issue of their old magazine, Family Computer Magazine, which was like the big Famicom magazine back in the day. Oh, that's awesome! And it's like uh, this just reprints their own coverage as well, but it's like from the games in the mini collection. So like they've got basically like Mario three and Zelda one and Zelda two, and they've got like all their original coverage from it. So it's pretty rad. It's very like if you're and they have their you know and if this stuff into is the old on. Games, Amazon Japan, I guess. Well, yeah. If you if you're out here, it's easy to get. I don't know how easy it is to get over right. there, but there's a lot of this stuff lately. Someone's releasing a DVD this month. Um, actually, Nintendo Dream is releasing a DVD that has like scans and PDFs of like all the magazines that covered the 30 games in the Famicom Mini set, which Crazy. is awesome. Huh. Like, I wish you know. Actually, I guess America's doing that too. There's like a player's guide thing coming out from. Primo That's right. That, yeah. You know, supposed to like feel like the uh, old official Nintendo player. I kind of want so. that. Huh. I pre-ordered it. <laughs> Interesting. Nice. But so anyway. uh, why don't we get into some of the games we've been playing. Let's start out real quickly um, on the Pokemon tip. John, you and I, we've been playing... We played the Pokemon Sun and Moon demo. Mm. Yeah, the special demo. Um, I mean, yeah. feel It felt very like... I mean, it was... It is definitely Pokemon. Um, but 
Uh, I don't know if you knew this about the demo that um, there's uh, there's like a lot of secrets, tons of stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. There, and there's one there's like one apparently that uh, there's this guy that's like hiding behind a bush or something that says like he doesn't do anything. He's or a whatever. mysterious man. I've I bumped yeah. into him like three times already. And, yeah. and people still don't know what he's what. <laughs> like he looks like a uh, what's the is it dig dig not dig yeah. yeah, he looks like if like from behind the rock you just see the top of his head yeah. and it looks like the top of like uh, a diglet or whatever. But then he hawks down. And he's just a bald guy, but. <laughs> the way the demo works is you you actually forgot I've played so much of it now that I forgot how it started but there's like there's the core demo which lasts not long at all yeah. it's like 15 minutes maybe right and you like go done. in and there's like a cave and then you fight this boss and then yep. right that's and it. then you think it's over but then actually if you turn it on again you could just continue playing and right. walking around the town and doing stuff and there's all these events that are timed like there's a girl when you first meet her in the in the town and she's like and this is kind of stupid when you think about it but she's like uh, I'm I'm here to meet somebody, but I'm early. He's going to be here in five days, and like basically meaning like if you come back to her in five days later, something's going to happen. She's right. like, for five days. <laughs> yeah, and um, and there's stuff like that scattered all over. So people have been playing it and nice. finding different secrets and things, and you actually can get items that you can then transfer to the final game. Right. Oh. Um. So it's worth you know. Playing Do you know more. which items or like does it tell you you got a potion? You'll get. This I'm not versed in game. the po- recent Pokemon games enough to know like what's worth it or not. I got a Stardust thing or something. Ah, yeah, and, that like, sells for like five. 5, yeah, um, and so a couple other things, but I don't, you know, most of them I didn't recognize. Mm-hmm. I only knew Stardust because of Pokemon Go. Uh, so. right. It's funny because, like, I, I you know, uh, for like a day and a half, Haruki had been playing it, and I'm like, okay, that's great. I'm I'm glad you're enjoying that. And, like, he's like, I don't know where to go. So, like, I played the demo from beginning to end, and I beat the boss, and I'm like, okay, that's it. That's enough Pokemon for me. And then the next day, like, Haruki is playing it, and he's like, Hey, um, I got this like ox that I can ride on, and I'm yep. breaking these stones. And I'm like, wait a minute, where did that come from? Yeah. And then I found out that there was just more to do after the demo was oh. over. And like, the first part of the demo isn't even like half of. You what can't even do. catch Pokemon in the first part yeah. of the demo. You can't do that until after you finish the demo. Does it, does it tell you like, hey, maybe you should try playing again or something? Is it? it I didn't see like, anything like that. If no. it did, I totally missed it. That's yeah. weird. So, uh, yeah, I thought that was a really cool demo. Made me and him really excited about Pokemon Sun and Moon. So I think I'll probably be picking it up. So I'm definitely going to play it. I mean, there's, you know, I don't, I also didn't play enough of X. I did play a bunch of X and Y, but I, it's really sad. But they all blend together at this point. I don't even remember really much yeah. about it. But, like, you can ride Pokemon now, and it's really, it feels really good. Like, I feel yeah. like you can get around the world a lot faster than you used to. Um, and the game looks really good. I feel like the Hawaiian theme is going to get old because, like... Mm. You know, when they everyone is themed after a location, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's the Kansai, and then there was like the Tokyo region, mm-hmm. and blah there's blah blah. But it's like with the Hawaiian one, they're like slapping you over the head with the Hawaiian stuff. Oh like, yeah, hey, Alola, here in Alola region, we say Alola to say hello, <laughs> Alola. Like it's like bam 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 bam, like knocking yeah. you. And they have like a masalada stand or a malasada stand. Malasada, and, yeah, and, um, it's funny because when I played that, I was like, oh god, I gotta, I gotta go get some because <laughs> there's a place in Shibuya that's really good. Those are very like well known in Hawaii. Like yeah. their treats, basically. They're if, like if you, sugar, really sugary, sugary donuts. donuts. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. interesting. But um, you know, I just I'm I'm worried that if you're like if you live in Hawaii, it'd probably get old fast because like everything yeah. about the game. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it, it you know I don't know. It feels like Pokemon to me. Oh, I'm excited it? to play it. People I, just walk around with their pinky finger and their thumbs out <laughs> all the time. Like, hi guys. I don't know. Now, are, are you not like worried that like next year there's going to be just like a version of this for Switch? Uh, I th- I don't think they can do that. You I don't, don't think so. No, we talked about this a little bit last week. Like part of my my reasoning for thinking that Switch is not going to hit it off with kids right away, I, I was thinking after the fact. Like, why do I think that? Because a lot of people are like, no, mm-hmm. it has to. Right. My thinking is that like 
it just doesn't make sense to release a Pokemon on it anytime soon because they're putting this out this year. It's going to sell a gazillion 3DSs. You don't want to like sell all that extra new hardware and then and then give it away. And like, in their using in, it. in the investor notes that we'll talk about later, they specifically talked about the 3DS as being a family mm-hmm. f- or woman kids oriented machine. And I don't think like Pokemon is their like main brand for kids and stuff like that. So if they don't think that the Switch is for kids just yet, then I don't see it hmm. moving there. So you, yeah. you don't think that, like, if they got desperate... Because a lot's riding on this new system, right? Like, that yeah. they wouldn't pull out a Pokemon to try and, like, oh. start it and save things? I, well, I, I don't think they would use it to try to save anything, but I think it needs to be part of the long-term plan for that system ever to break out and yeah. be a huge, like, mm. super-duper mainstream thing. But... Right. I also, and I hate saying this because I really wish we knew everything. We just don't know everything about right. the system yet. There's yeah. like still like X factors that could really change how we think. And about we'll it, talk right? about that in the news. Yes. Although I, I do believe that the Pokemon Company has confirmed that they are making something right. for the right. Switch. Right. So it just right. it could be I don't know. Curious. It could be like a Pokemon Coliseum Snap too. Like, I mean, I guess yeah. they could don't do, do like that. hopefully don't yeah. do that. You know how they <laughs> used to real. do uh, Pokemon Snap was great. I yeah. love it. No, I'm yeah. saying don't tease us. Oh, oh I, I get see. another one. It would have been great on the Wii U. You yeah. know how they used to do? Um, they used to do like you know the third version like a year later or whatever. Like mm, yeah, right, they'll right, do right, like yeah. you know yeah. Pokemon Uranus yeah, yeah, or whatever, yeah. and like it'll be on on. Yeah, what would be the third one for Sun and Moon? Stars. I don't know. Okay, I have no idea. I think the Earth, Sun, Moon, and Stars. But right. maybe, you know, if they, that, that would be, if they waited like a year or two and didn't make people upset for buying a 3DS now, like maybe you could use that as a way to kind of graduate people over to switch in the Pokemon world, you know? Yeah, but. maybe. All right. So um, let's see. What else we got? On the the not Pokemon tip, we got uh, World of Final Fantasy. Graham, you and Roy have been playing that. Yeah, right? we have. Yeah. Um, How'd you guys get the demo? So- I like went to download it when I saw people playing it and I couldn't find it. I guess I'm just dumb. Was I it just, just on the store? Yeah, yeah pretty yeah. quickly. Maybe I, I went too yeah. soon. Maybe it wasn't up yet mm-hmm. when I went. Mm-hmm. Did you play in Japanese, Graham? I did. Okay. Well, did you play I, in English? I have some questions for you once we get a little... Yeah, I, got, I played okay. the English version. I like. The, I want to know what the Japanese was for some time. Wait, what is, the, what is this oh, game? Oh, Let's oh, talk yeah, about yeah, yeah. World of Final Fantasy. Is, so okay, like, so it... Well, it is like, it is a not Pokemon in that it is Pokemon <laughs> with not Pokemon. Right. It's like Final Fantasy, but you catch the monsters and like battle with them by putting them on your head for some reason. It's also, I mean, it's kind of like a, it's a primer for the Final Fantasy series. Like, the point is supposed to be to introduce younger people to the series as a whole. So mm-hmm. you have, uh, like, the main characters look cool. very Kingdom Heartsy. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, but once you get into the actual game itself, there's Final Fantasy characters everywhere, everybody looking like Nendoroids. Mm-hmm. And also the world is populated with Final Fantasy monsters everywhere you go. So it introduces you to, like, all the different series, like, in the demo, you just see, like, characters from different games just standing around. Right. You talk to them, they say one line, they give you an item. Yeah. But for the videos that I saw at the end of the demo, like, they actually have, here's an entire arc with mm. Final Fantasy IV. Oh, okay, so it's kind of oh, like a cool. kingdom, yeah. <clears throat> like a Kingdom Hearts Final Fantasy. Sort yeah, just of. for Final Fantasy. Yeah. And it's active time battle, so kind of nostalgic, You can too. choose. Oh, yeah, so there are two different battle systems. Did you play with, I played with ATB, but there's I didn't know there was also, another. Yeah, yeah, you can have um, the standard, like, ATB, the one that I did. Well, they're I, both ATB, right, but I think there's just the old school version of ATB where you can set it where it waits for you to make a choice before Oh, is that the choice? Yeah. Oh, it's active yeah, or wait? I okay, think, yeah. yeah. I think, well, what did, what did, what time, did you play I did it? active, yeah. and I also set the speed to maximum. Like, I okay. did the fastest one, ATB. Uh, I wish I did Because that when I, I played the first battle, it seemed really slow. It, it is. It's really slow. So you That's just like go into the, the settings, you change everything to, like, traditional as opposed to, like, the new one, mm. and then you is set Is that what you fastest. mean? So earlier you were telling me off the podcast that you could sort of fast-forward battles. Is that what you mean? No. Or this is something else? You can hold down the R1 button, and it nice. just fast-forwards. 
See, that sounds great like to me. Like a bravely default. I feel like every game. Yeah, yeah, that, that kind of thing, yeah. Or, yeah, I mean, if exactly. you played, like, Chrono Cross and you got the time egg, you could just jam the button and it zooms it up so much. And yep. that's fantastic. And actually, if you're playing on the fastest speed and have fast forward down, like, if yeah. you're playing on ATB, it gets intense. Sure. Like, you I don't have it. a whole lot of time to think. <laughs> so that was fun. But I didn't really actually get so much into, like, the monster side of it. Like, I gemified some mm-hmm. monsters and I capture them and I put them on my team but apparently there's this whole like balancing aspect you can yeah, do yeah which they don't explain at all at wait least in, like balance on your head yeah or or so, you can be in the middle so if you have like a really big monster like let's say you uh, capture a behemoth yeah uh, you can have that on the bottom then you ride the behemoth then a tiny guy rides on top of you <laughs> so you get a maximum of three that actually sounds kind of funny yeah and then you balance them by you know their different weights right and then uh, you can fight as one unit and you get combined good stats and you know maximum is health this, pool. Is this Vita only or is there? A it's PS4? Vita and PS4. Oh, okay. Is there a PS4 demo? Yes. Yeah. I'm sure there is. Yeah. I'm gonna download that. Looks okay. good too. Does like, it? Yeah. I mean, in terms of graphics comparison, yeah, yeah, yeah. like they were showing screen side by side. Uh, it I didn't, I didn't look too different. Mm. I'm not sure, but okay, that actually sounds pretty fun. I might like. To... That's the strategic side. You can play as one character. That's three combined, or you can split up into three, and then you all get your yeah. own unique action, but you're all weaker. That's fun. Like the one thing I'm worried about is that like there, I don't really know many. Final Fantasy enemies. I was going to say, that's just the problem in general with this concept to me, is that it, it makes sense in, like, Dragon Quest, or it makes sense in, like, Pokemon, but, yeah. like, Final Fantasy was never really kind of known for its monsters besides the summons. Like, the the, the generic monsters are just, like... Ooh, well, I mean, like, you've got, like, Tonberries. Yeah, and then yeah, bombs and chocobos. There's probably, like, 15 yeah, or the 20. The cactus doors, yeah. yeah. No, I think there's a good number. Mm, really? Yeah. Really? I, don't I know. mean, I... Well, maybe I, it's because I've played more, like, of the recent Final Fantasies. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. I mean, the big, the big get for playing this demo is if you finish it you get Magitek armor oh, the real nice. game you can carry it over into the real game oh. so you get that as one of your summons that's I gotta cool. try this this definitely weekend. going for the nostalgia angle I think. they like. definitely are yeah but it, which is weird because it's aimed at kids who don't know the series huh. so I mean it's I was kind of like it's interesting that they released it on PS4 and Vita then just because those oh, systems like 3 those systems kind of gear older for mm-hmm. their user bases so. I'm actually I haven't played it yet, and I, you know, I. But like before, I knew anything about either game. I was a little more interested in this than I was in fifteen, just because like it looks different. It looks like yeah. something new and mm-hmm. interesting mm-hmm. for a change. But I, I still am more interested in this. Buzz than for fifteen movie. seems to be good. Maybe we're gonna all be in crow and I'm good. But, but Roy, just like, like in, in general, like how did you feel about the demo? I mean, like I think I didn't figure out that you could speed it up. So uh, to me, it just felt slow. <laughs> it felt really slow until I found the fast forward button, which yeah. again, like. The demo does a really bad job explaining things. Like it doesn't explain. It doesn't really say anything. It doesn't explain yeah. the benefits or or like the why you put things on your head, or like um, <laughs> why you would ride on a thing. Yeah. And then also you can change your character from like a chibi dude you to can. a tall dude. Yeah. And this is what I wanted to ask you about. So the names for the for those two different modes in Ooh, don't recall. in English are oh okay well in English yeah. it's giant spelled with a J so J A J I A N T for the for the okay. base version. And for the the chibi version, which I'm guessing it's chibi in Japanese, is Lilykin. Lilykin. Uh, which one? Lilykin. Oh, is that, is that the Final Fantasy XI? I don't know. Yeah, I feel like that's a fourteen eleven. Like is that it the one for my the little people? In the, no. like, the the race. I mean, it sounds like the... they're just trying to give it some inner world yeah. flair, but, but rather I mean, than if, yeah. if, big and small. It's, <laughs> I'm fine with that. But if they explained like when you're a Lilykin, this happens, uh, then it right. would have been. Yeah. They don't tell you what no, the difference is. I see. Also, it just seemed kind of janky. Like the frame rate was all over the place. This is on PS4. On PS4, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're walking around, like, as you're walking through the world, like, it just seems really choppy a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have, like, this video at the beginning to introduce you to the world and what's mm-hmm. going on. And that entire video was really, like, all over the place. And I mm-hmm. didn't, it was just hard to look at. You're such a downer, man. I know. Down, well, downer. Otherwise, like, it's fun to play. Why don't we talk about something a little bit happier? The I want to play it. So Dark I Souls say. 3 DLC. <laughs> 
Ooh. Which I'm I, sure you loved. Sunshine. Yeah, no, I liked it. Okay, good. I mean, uh, I heard mixed kind of... Yeah, the internet's been kind of down on it, mm. it seems like, but I uh, downloaded it. Uh, so what is it? Let's just, just step back a second. So Dark Souls 3 DLC came out recently, right? Yes. Came out on Tuesday. Yeah. Is this the first DLC for mm-hmm. Dark it Souls is. 3? Yeah. Okay. It is, yes. The first DLC package. The next one is early next year, I think. Mm. What's this one called? Ashes of Ariandel. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so basically, like, this one is split into two. Dark Souls 2 is split into three. Uh, Bloodborne had one big DLC all by itself. Yeah. And this one is split into two. So this one is part PvE, you versus like this zone and these bosses. And they also have a PvP element. Mm. So when you finish the optional boss, you unlock an arena. Okay. Which I didn't use it at all because I don't really care about Dark Souls PvP. But you can have like 4v4. Is that right, Roy? I think so, yeah. Yeah, you can well, have like 4v4 like battles. Up to that. Yeah, so, and that's, that seems pretty cool if you're into that kind of thing. But mm. the, the zone itself, I actually enjoyed a lot. Like it's pretty short and a lot of people were down on it because it's... Like three hours? Maybe? Is it just one boss? It's two bosses. Two well, there's bosses. one main boss and then an optional one. Uh. <laughs> but I thought like the zone itself was very, very good. You know, the very atmospheric. The enemies were really clever. The way that they... It's new enemies? New enemies, yeah. Mm. Brand new ones. Like the regular, nice. the stock enemies that are all over the place were kind of pushovers. But uh, they had a really couple clever ones that they look like they're part of the environment. And they are until suddenly they're not. So they really catch you off guard with that. Or like you're swinging at things that look dangerous, but nothing happens. You're like, oh, it's just part of the environment. But then later yeah. on, it is an enemy. Oh, cool. oh that's great. Nice. And they also Tricky. have these enemies that are all around the place. They will never attack you. They're just like these worthless, like they're like the crows in Bloodborne. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like you just leave them alone, like whatever, they don't matter. And they're totally harmless until they're not. Like all of a sudden, right. they get stronger, they get buff, and now they're attacking you and stuff. And that's great. Like they use these enemies really cleverly. So they kind of mess okay. with your head a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and it was did fantastic. It, did it create spooky. that sense of like tension that Dark Souls is so good at? Like, yeah, no, the entire thing is very appropriate for yeah. Halloween. Very spooky enemies. Nice. Yeah. That's okay. Great. I can't, I can't wait to play that. But oh, it, okay. I didn't even think of the whole Halloween. I mean, yeah, it's, but... it's like a winter environment, but the enemies itself like had that kind of eerie feeling. It's, okay. it's very narrative driven, like the final boss uh, for the. I'm not going to, but okay. it's very. Very dramatic. Okay. Just a little arc they build up for that person. What do okay. you need to do to play it? Do you have to have, like, finished the game, or...? No, you just need to have gotten to a certain bonfire in the Cathedral of the Deep. And you just go there, there's an NPC, you talk to them twice, you're in. Is that pretty far into the game, though? Not or? really. I mean, Dark Souls 3 is pretty open, so you can go there right away if you want. Um, I guess my one gripe is that it maybe was too easy, because I did just get through it in sure. one night. Well, you were you also used an end of the game. I used an end of the game file, so I was like level eighty. Oh well, that's why it was too easy then. Yeah, but I think it should be difficult regardless of that. Like the enemy should still be tough enough. The boss should have tricky patterns and stuff. But uh, I I enjoyed it. I have a confession: my copy Hmm. of Dark Souls Three is still in the shrink wrap. Like I bought it when it came out. Um, I will play it though. I mean, it's so good. At least my backlog is awesome. I have that. I I still haven't really played Bloodborne. I have like a lot of catching up to do. Um, and so let's uh, round this off with Nick. Something you've been playing a little bit of. Uh, gr- do we want to go? What do you want to talk about? Let's do Gravity Rush two because I'm curious about this. I, and actually, I can talk a little bit because I've been playing Gravity Rush one. And you played the demo. And I played Rush the demo. And let me just say, Gravity Rush two, the demo is way better than Gravity D Rush one. Oh, you think so? Wow. I think it's uh, like night and day. Gravity Rush, don't get me wrong, Gravity Rush 1 is a great game. A really just cool and creative game. That Gra- you guys worked on. That we worked on. Yeah, yeah that's Oh, true. yeah, and, and, and uh, <laughs> everything we say is a lie. Don't believe us. We right. won't, we're, we're for we, sale. Our tentacles are everywhere in you this industry. This is the sound of money exchanging hands across yeah, the table. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, like, for me, like, money. I, I, it was hard for me to go back to Gravity Rush 1 now that yeah. I've played 2. And you, so you played the demo too, and from what I heard from you talking about it, yeah. you only played the like beginner path too. 
Oh, is there multiple paths? Yes, there's two paths Fuck. in the demo. There's a beginner path, which takes you through basically all the moves and things from yeah. the first game, which you were probably used to. Yeah. And then there's the experienced path, which takes you into all the new stuff. No! Yeah, so there's is that actually, not playable anymore? No, it was, it was, it was like playable. a one week after TGS oh. demo. However, in the States, now at uh, PS4 retail kiosk near you, so GameStop, <laughs> Best Buy, <laughs> oh, nice. etc. But bring gra- headphones, because you want to hear that music. Yes, so the good. Gravity Rush 2 demo is out. I can nice. officially confirm this. I saw people tweeting um, yeah, about it, so it's out. Out, um, in, but you have to go play it in a store. In a store, mean? yeah, okay. In a store, and I, I'm hearing multiple people saying they they want it at home too. So I'm working on it. Give me give me a chance. Ooh, nice. um, <laughs> okay, but yeah, bring bring headphones. Use those headphones because yeah. the the soundtrack by Kohei Tanaka is absolutely amazing. Yeah, I mean, the, the music in the first game was great. Yeah, but uh, the second game is. Unbelievable! So, man, there's some good music coming next year. Holy crap! Mm-hmm. We're working on two games right now. I, I, not to be like, oh, tease, whatever, blah blah blah. But the music is phenomenal in both. Mm-hmm. And Japanese music is so good, man. When they're on, they're so Amazing. on. Ah, mm-hmm. really, good year really for music. Um, but yeah, so like I, you know, the it's funny because the picture of my kids asleep was uh, shortly like shortly after I started playing Gravity Days One, Gravity Rush, like. They were really into it, and then they just fell asleep, and I was like, well, I guess I'm just going to keep playing. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, but, yeah, like, I really I really enjoyed the time that I spent with the first one, and, like, uh, it's uh, – I, I don't know if I'm going to finish it, but Gravity Rush 2 You is... should finish it because the stories are related, yeah. as far as I know, they're, right? They're very, I, we didn't work on the second related. one, but I know the first one basically yep. left the story hanging, so. Yeah. Okay. Um, then I will finish it. Yeah. One thing I – did get a little motion sick because they kept in the uh, motion controls from the mm-hmm. Vita version, which yep. I guess when you're on a big TV, yep. like and you can turn those off. Okay, because I'm going to do that. Turn those off. <laughs> Good, because I'm going to yeah. do that. We, we have adjustable <laughs> sliders in both games actually, where you can adjust all that stuff. Great. But yeah, we actually just put out a huge Facebook gallery of like 30 different screenshots and, and art pieces and concept art for Gravity Rush 2, um, which has been making its its rounds. That came out yesterday, and this is the 27th, I think. Mm-hmm. So, yep. so you uh, work on a bunch of stuff over there. Yep. Um, you know, I think if we had a longer episode, I would want to grill you a little longer on what mm-hmm. you do. But I mean, since we're trying to keep it brisk, um, is there anything else you're working on that you can talk about, or is it mostly stuff that's secret, not announced, whatever? Um, yeah, I'm working on a bunch of stuff but two or three things that i'm working on haven't been announced yet okay so um we will talk about them very soon you will know because i'll be posting all about them and talking about them so <laughs> we'll tell people how to find yeah. you on twitter at yeah yeah okay. yeah but okay. uh yeah great stuff cool all right well let's talk about stuff that we can talk about um and uh that brings us to the news graham give me the news theme it's the news. That's almost McDonald's. McDonald's? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> You're getting there. You're yeah, getting okay, there. well, I'm still thinking about the Texas burger. Okay. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, so, first up on the docket is Monster Hunter Double Cross. Yeah. yeah. Which is a name that probably did not pass through... Um, <laughs> Well, it's not triple cross. No, it's not triple cross. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Tri- I kind of like triple. it. I don't know. I, I like. I hope someone gets double crossed in this game. I mean, it sounds <laughs> cool. Yeah, it sounds like. But but uh, you're right. It does sound like it's weird. Like the first thing you hear when when you hear that name, you think, oh, it's maybe it's coming out on Vita, and they like double right. cross. <laughs> yeah. Oh or but no. man. Um, but yeah, they they they, they oh. unveiled that last <laughs> right. night. Uh, and so yeah, what we got is um, two new hunter styles. Um, one of them is called Brave Style, mm. which is basically a uh, it rewards you for being um, aggressive. 
offensively. Mm. Um, basically, the more you attack, the more this uh, meter fills up, and then when the meter fills up, you get all sorts of buffs like extra strength and stuff like that. I thought you just like hold a button and then like your stamina and HP go down, and then you can like counter or something. Mm, from what I understand, it's uh, the the biggest thing is oh, we're gonna get slotted okay, over right. this. But from what <laughs> I understand, it is. Um, Okay, well, it says here, set up a countering stance and perform a counter blow when the monster hits you, right. but it also rewards you for being aggressive. Yeah, yeah. Um, it sounds and, very technical. Yeah, mm. which is good because I like playing aggressively, and like mm. I think this is a good style for Lance users um, because Lancers needed that extra counter and stuff like that. They mm. they showed a lot of like great swords using you it, did, yeah. um, which is also good. Cause also, use great just swords. also another, to step back again, just in case you don't know, like this is the Japanese version. It's the like ultimate version of the Japanese version of Monster Hunter Generations, That's right. which just it's, came out in America the, recently. The G-Rank version. Exactly. Of it's Hunter like Generation. what we in, in the West call the ultimate version. They're calling on this one, They're call, instead of calling it G, they're calling it Double Cross. But that's basically what it is. It's got the G-Rank quests. It's right. got the. It's got more monsters. It's got more areas. It's got more styles or yes. whatever they call them. And uh, they uh, announced the second style, but they haven't... The, all they showed was like a silhouette of a guy carrying a barrel bomb. So it must be like some sort of item related style, mm-hmm. um, which is cool because, you know, it'd be fun to have like it. It almost kind of turns it into, uh, I mean, I'm just totally guessing here, but it could be that like instead of a new weapon, the style makes like just some sort of item expert as a, mm-hmm. a, a That would viable, be interesting. Yeah. Did they, but they didn't unveil it. I saw they had question marks on no, it or whatever. No, just a silhouette. And so there's nothing known other than there's the picture of a guy carrying a barrel bomb. Um, <laughs> but also they um, are allowing felines to have hunter styles now. Yeah, which I think is great because they kind of yeah. needed it. Yeah, so. they were very like one dimensional in mm. fights. So being able to like looks like there was like an adept style and an aerial style mm-hmm. that were shown, um, and like having those is a big help nice. because felines are fun and they're actually really viable in competitive totally. play. And, palicos, um, palicos, palicos, that's palicos. right. Um, <laughs> and then we got some monsters. We got new monsters, a deviant Diablos. Um, this was kind of like the biggest disappointment for me. Like they showed two new monsters. One was basically a reskin of Diablos again. Right. Yeah. Uh, if you play in the series for a long time, that's not, yeah, he's yeah. been around. Yeah. And she's then, around, and then there's their, their new flagship monster. They're calling both of these flagship monsters, Dia- deviant, Dia- the w- Diablos De- deviant. And then this other new monster named Barufuku, Furu, Baru, Baruku, Barfark, Barufaruku, or as Balfark, as I call it. Right here. So, uh, and and Balfark is basically a Gormagala with um, uh, like jet cannons on its yeah. like on its swings or something. It looks yeah. awesome. It I looks mean, really bad. They showed it crashing into the ground like a comet or something. Like, right. But I am a little bummed that it is more or less a Gormagala. Right. Right. Um, and then uh, we got some old returning monsters, Barry, the the lovable couple of Barryoth and Barreth. <laughs> Barry and Barry. That's Barry with a Y. Barry with I. Barry and Barry. That's a good uh, sitcom. We should have that. Um, and then uh, let's see. They got a new city called. It's called Triple Blimp City and this thing that I have. Yeah. Here, so but apparently your base is an airship now. Or yeah. Something. Three cool. airships kind of connected together, which is cool. Yeah. Um, and uh, it sounds like there's going to be some form of save data transfer um, from the be. first game. And it's coming out March 18th, 2017, which that is, day is kind very of very interesting in- to me. Yeah. It's a very interesting day to release a new Monster Hunter, don't <laughs> you think? Wow. Two reasons for mm. that. Let's, we don't, I mean, we don't, just to be clear, 
we don't have any special information at That's all, right. so I don't know what's going on. But I think it's definitely worth like makes you wonder like if we uh, I'm sorry we if Switch is coming out at the end of March. Uh, I, I I'd, earlier in the week I kind of just said okay I think it's gonna come out on the 25th of March. That's a Saturday. Yeah. That's when they release stuff in Japan, which means in America it would be on a Sunday because that's when they release stuff in America. True. But like if if Switch were to come out at the end of March and it's going to be either the 18th or the 25th. If it's the 18th, now it's going to collide with this game. Yeah. Which means more likely the Switch is going to come out on the 25th. Or is there a chance this game could come out on Switch 2 and they're just basically telling us the Switch release date I, early? Like, I mean, I don't I don't think I don't think Nintendo would let Capcom release Monster Hunter for 3DS the week before the Switch comes out. Or the week that it comes out though, actually if you think I mean, about it, it doesn't really make sense either way. Only unless that there's a, uh, there's a Switch version also. Mm, but, I, but I also feel like you have to announce that now. Because, like, what if what if you're... Well, okay, this is probably a really small yeah. percentage in Japan. But what if you, like, went out and bought a 3DS now because of this announcement and then, like, found out it's coming out on Switch or something? I don't know. Like, well, it's weird. I think they're going to announce all the... And we'll talk about this in a second. Well, actually, why don't we just switch... Over oh, to that. Ooh, see what you did there. Thank you. Jinx. Thank you, guys. I should have said jinx, but then I was like, wait, he's going to say that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, Nintendo had their investor briefing uh, yesterday and announced that the official, like, Nintendo Switch press conference was going to happen January uh, 13th, oh, 13th, Tokyo time, uh, 12th America time. At Tokyo Big Site, it's going to be an invite-only event. Um, press analysts and uh, distribution partners, they said. We need to get to we, I want to go to that. <laughs> Let's do whatever we why, can do to get to that. I was going to say, why wouldn't you guys be invited to I that? I don't know. We think I don't we, think we're important enough. We're not high enough on the totem pole. Well, maybe now, maybe now that we release uh, Shovel Knight, they'll let us do it. Um, <laughs> that's true, actually. We should we get an invite for that. Yeah. We'll, we'll um, talk to them. And, um, yeah, so that's happening. And then right after that at Tokyo Big Site, the weekend after the announcement, um, is a playable uh, event open to the public. Sort of like a mini TGS just for That's Switch. Fun. That's right. Which they've done twice before now. Three times before now. Yes. And I will be going to that. I already talked to Haruki and he's like, we're going. You guys gone to the previous ones? Were they like insane? I went to I the went to Wii U yeah. one and it was not bad at all. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't actually remember the Wii U one, but I went to the 3DS one and the DS one. And mm-hmm. the DS, so the 3DS one was at Makuhari, which is where TGS actually is. And it was, yeah. it was kind of whatever. But the DS, they had a thing called Touch DS. This is back when, right when DS was about to like explode and become this huge thing. Um, and they had a Touch DS event at Tokyo Big Site. And that's basically where this one is. And it was just like, it was a mini TGS. It's just like a bunch of booths, all the games basically up available, like a stage for like, little announcements and like interviews with people and stuff like that. Mm. I don't know if it's going to be the exact same thing, but I imagine But I mean it like was it really it's, crowded? Yeah, or? that's what I'm getting at. Was it TG, TGS press day or TGS public No, it wasn't day. too bad. I don't remember waiting in line. JJ, you, I think you were with me. Weren't I vaguely I remember like playing Pilot Wings like on 3DS. Don't you? Well, that was 3DS, but like remember we played like Pilot Wings before it came out and stuff like and it wasn't bad way The 3DS in line for, like, thing. I, yeah, I remember that. And that wasn't that it bad. It wasn't at too all. bad. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I I have a feeling this will be uh doable. But so yeah, that's coming are we'll be streaming the thing that's happening they first are thing? streaming that worldwide um, and uh, let's see blah, 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 blah. there it'll introduce the launch date and pricing for the Nintendo switch as well as look at the lineup of games currently in development hmm. that's awesome um, and uh, yeah that's gonna be awesome is that a podcast week? That is not a podcast week. Oop. Maybe there might have to be another emergency yeah, podcast. Yeah, so there probably week. will be an emergency <laughs> podcast that week. Um, but um, in other Switch news, so like the Fallout 
there's been a lot of stuff coming out since they released that trailer. A lot of uh, people coming out of the word work to just kind of say whatever rumors they know. Um, and to kind of uh, fan the flames a little bit, uh, Nintendo uh, spokesperson told, uh, according to uh, Wall Street Journal, that we haven't shown everything. And um, uh, Kimishima-san of Nintendo went on to say uh, that... I don't have this all sorted. Yes. So uh, he suggested that the Switch is part of a bigger ecosystem. It may be appropriate to call... They're going to have like these add-ons, call them accessories, or it might be better to call them add-on hard- hardware. It's probably more to correct to call them accessories. When did he say this? He said this in an interview with Bloomberg. When, though? Com. Recently? Uh, this, like, this isn't from months ago. This no, is from, this like, is from this recent. week. Huh. This is, I totally didn't hear this. Um, and uh, you can assume that there will be a wider array of these So maybe that early models. rumor about the side controllers being like interchangeable, maybe there's going to be there really is going to be yeah. different kinds of controllers so that I, would allow for different I games. I definitely think that's what he's probably talking about. Um and Definitely probably. Definitely probably. <laughs> uh, and he said too. Like that's I think that's so smart. I, I hope that's what it is. I mean it'd be really cool, but it does mean that if you are going to buy like game specific peripherals, you'd have to buy the physical version, right? Because you're not going to like download a game and then not have the side controllers or whatever. Well, so. it's funny you mentioned that because some of the other rumors that have been coming out this week are regarding the storage situation for the Switch and mm. that you cannot hook up a USB hard drive to it um, and apparently that seems the, weird. Why would you go backwards? Well, okay, so there's there's a couple of reasons for this. Well, let me let me get through the whole thing. Sure. You can't use a USB hard drive. This is all uh, rumors. Rumor. This is not any right. official. And where are the rumors coming from? So These we are from like uh, this uh, Let's Play Video Games.com site by Laura Dale. She's okay. been leaking a lot of stuff. She had leaked a lot of information that actually turned out to be true. So people are yeah. now taking so, her stuff a little more seriously. So there's the no HDD port part. And then there's also that it uh, supports micro SD up to 128 gigabytes, hmm. which all you know 3ds already does that, so that's not like right. A big so deal. that's the thing. Like it's a bit. It, it, I'm sure officially it only supports 128, but I'm sure you can go higher because apparently the 3ds only su- quote supports 32 gigs, but you can go higher than okay. that. Unless for some reason they're not planning to let you install games, which would be weird because you're going to have download games, so of course right. you're going to be able to put the whole game on. I mean, my Wii U, Japanese Wii U, was 32 gigs. It filled up with two games. Dragon Quest X and Xenoblade, I couldn't even fit it, them it, both. It can, like, fi- it can fit a, fill up with one game. Well, it says, it says in this article about the SD card that it will support running software directly off microSD. Right, but even so, 128 gigs is, means you're going to have to have multiple micro SD cards to store all your games. Well, there, is, and, and there's also going to be internal storage. Right, with the rumor of that right now is 32 gig, which is not a lot either. Like, yeah. I feel like you need. I, that's one thing where I feel like okay, I, I like the fact that there's not a hard drive on it to, uh, you know, add moving parts and make it bigger and blah 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 blah. But I feel like you gotta have at least let me hook up. I mean, I have a hard drive hooked up to my Wii U because I have a lot of download games. Right. Like without that, I would be hosed. Well, I think the thinking is that if you have a portable hard drive, like. A, you're not going to carry that with you and hook it up to your Switch everywhere. Well, that's everywhere. true. And if you hook it up 
to a, the base, like you could only play those games when hooked up to the base. Maybe they're thinking people will just like keep their stuff in the cloud and like download the games they want. Possibly, to play maybe it's like, like a streaming situation, or mm-hmm. like you know, maybe you just have to buy multiple SD cards and have like your action game card. I think, and your I think RPG that's card. probably what it's going to be. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally at home have like a 250 gig hard drive set up to my Wii U, and I've never had problems with space. My PS4 but... is like full, and it's, it's 500 gigs. So like you know, I basically have to delete stuff whenever I put new stuff on it. So I'm looking forward to the Pro having like a ter- it has a terabyte right the has Pro? a terabyte yeah, yeah and you can uh, up it to two yeah so. so like you know to me this is I mean I'll, I'll live it's not like it's going to make it unusable yeah. but I'm, it's worrisome I hope there's more to it that we don't know yeah I think this is probably just the price you pay for having the portability mm-hmm. sure um, but uh, yeah so needless to say there's still more out there that we don't know about the Switch Eurogamer came out I think this was this morning uh, saying that the um, the screen and this kind of lines up with the supposed leaked specs that came out when we uh had the last podcast and that the screen is 6.2 inches in size 720p uh will have a 10 point multi-touch display um that is uh capacitive not um what is the other one resistive Res- or something resistive yeah. basically meaning it's like your, like iPhone, your iphone or android or whatever mm-hmm. which of course we said this last week and i can't believe that after after last week's announcement like several outlets were like reporting about it like as if it's not ever going to have a touchscreen and i just I, like again it's 2016 of yeah. course it's going to have a touchscreen like this, right. this to me is like yeah it's a no-brainer whatever the english is for like a tati mai like of course it's going to be in yeah. there like it's silly to even think it wouldn't be and uh the other like little the actual interesting tidbit in here is that um uh apparently the right hand joy-con uh, is going to have a short range ir sensor to facilitate a touch screen functionality when you have the that was interesting i saw that too like that makes a lot of sense so in other words because you want to use like say meverse or whatever mm-hmm. but you need to draw i guess the idea would be like hold the button down to make a pointer on the screen and draw sort of thing right is that the idea yeah i, I don't know that i totally I, understand. like i don't maybe like the, i don't know how that's gonna work i mean do you need another sensor bar i don't want to, the sensor bar is so finicky and lame you shouldn't need a maybe sensor there's one bar. The, the dock the playstation 4 doesn't need a sensor bar and it can read the, oh but does that use the camera to we no. use the camera for motion stuff mm-hmm. so. yeah i don't know i mean i'm for, not i'm not like a tech stuff. person so don't yeah but i I would not want another sensor bar. The sensor bar drove me mad. Right. And so in other, in other Switch news, in the same uh, interview with Kimishima, he, um, he actually went out and said that we are interested in VR. VR offers new ways of playing, but that depends on the kind of software that can be played. He said, if you ask us whether the, there are any possibilities, we can't say no. It may be that we will build VR software titles. I think that opportunity is available to us. <laughs> Wow. Interesting. Yeah. That's I didn't a, see any of these quotes, but these are very, uh, in, these are super interesting quotes to be coming from Nintendo. Yeah. That's a really, I mean. I still think it'd be awesome if you could hook it up to your face like a Gear VR somehow. That would be yeah. awesome. I mean, it is portable like that, so I, I don't sort see of. how you couldn't just make like some sort of. Maybe thing. that's one of the side things. It'll be like some kind Uh-oh. of VR contraption or something. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much with the Switch. How's everybody feeling about the Switch week out? Do you still? Dude, I had a dream this week. It was like when I was when I was a kid. Like I would like you know have you know when you're a kid you have yeah. like dream. Oh, I had a dream like about Super Mario three oh, like, before a, it existed, and it was like Genesis the best dream ever. I had a dream this week that it was like the night before Switch launch, and I was so excited. Like we were all actually so excited to be get. We were getting it at midnight mm. for some reason. I don't yeah. know why. 
And we just like couldn't wait to play Zelda. It was going to be yeah, like the best I, night ever. I don't know if it's because we all kind of grew up with Nintendo or or what it is, but they still have managed to keep that like magical sense of like Christmas around. Yeah, you know, like yeah. you're always just so excited. You never know what they're going to throw at you. Something might be a little harebrained, but it's mm. always surprising. Even when you know like ahead of time that the system does not look like it's going to be like we we were all kind of Wii U. I don't know, like that looks like an old phablet or whatever. But like you know, even so, it was still super exciting at launch. So like yeah. this this launch has me like really pumped. Yeah, yeah I'm wait. I'm pretty pumped and. Um, yeah, I, those dreams, like, you totally have them. I, I remember when I was a kid, <laughs> I uh, I really wanted a Sega Genesis. And I had a dream where I could hear Sonic collecting ream, rings <laughs> in the other God. room. Marketing work. And, like, I, and like, I was like, oh, it's, uh, my brother's playing Sonic without me. And I woke up and, like, ran over to the other room and he was just watching TV. And I was like, oh. <laughs> this is the worst day of my life. <laughs> this is the worst day of my life. Um, and so... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Let's, were, were there uh, any price rumors, by the way? Anything like that? Nothing. nothing. I, I think most people are expecting from two fifty to three three hundred. I'm I'm I gonna say one ninety nine. What? Really? No, you're not. Are you crazy? It's not gonna be one ninety nine, man. I There's mean, no way. I would I would be shocked because you can't have that tech for that cheap. Maybe like one ninety nine, but you have to buy additional. One ninety nine, no dock, no controllers, no power play, right. no games. Yeah, you gotta install the chips yourself. Yeah. I mean, if the screen is 720p, I don't know. It seems pretty cheap. I'm I mean, gonna say, I, well, I did say I already put this on Twitter, but I say 2.99 in the U.S. and whatever 30,000 yen plus taxes. I figured that out, and that was my guess for Japan. I, I think it was like 32.850 or something like that. I, I kind of feel like there's gonna be a bare bones version that's that's cheaper, just to like kind of flood it out there, and then a, a deluxe version like they've been mm, doing recently. Right. See that? To me, doing that is a bare bones version. I don't I don't think you could do cheaper. <laughs> Like historically, Nintendo has launched hardware for twenty five thousand yen or two hundred fifty dollars in Japan. Yeah. Like Super Famicom, mm-hmm. N sixty four, everything was uh, GameCube yep. twenty five, twenty five, twenty five. But the last one, the Wii U, was um, even the thirty two gig version. I think was Expensive. more than that, right? So yeah. like, I don't know. It seems it seems difficult. Well, it's like inflation. So, it's twenty sixteen. They got know? burned with three DS too. Remember? Like, are you guys are ambassadors, aren't you? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They had to like, they did. That's, price mm-hmm. so that's quick. true. It's weird, though, because people will just willingly, like, thousands, hundreds of thousands of people will just quickly shell out $600 for, like, a new iPad or something like that or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, like, to me, $300 is not that expensive anymore. It's not what it was five, ten years ago, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. know? We shall see. Uh, $199 would be amazing. I just, it just yeah. seems like that. All right. Well, <laughs> I'll say $199 to $250. I'm more confident in $250, but... Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon, they're going to bring back uh, some trainers from previous games, including Red and Blue. Oh, yeah, yeah, with the Gary. outfits. You can fight them, and then they will join and help you. And stuff. What about the shorts, kid? <laughs> Who wears the comfy shorts? I'm, I'm sure. Pokemon Red and Blue. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Surely will be there, too. My I want him back. Yeah. Shorts, kid. Um, in uh, VR news, uh, Microsoft announced some VR headsets from HP, Dell, Lenovo for $299. Um, it's supposed to have inside-out tracking, so you don't need extra hardware to track your movement. Um from what I saw in the gaff thread, uh, don't believe the hype. It doesn't really do <laughs> like inside-out tracking is still very. Doesn't that just mean that you early. don't need a camera? It, it doesn't. It means you don't need anything. It, it contains all the tracking equipment inside the mm. uh, helmet. So while you can probably like move your head and go back and forth, like any sort of movement, like with your body, is probably not gonna work. The fact that I only heard about this like in passing from somebody after it happened says to me that this isn't super important to them not because like they didn't directly target me but i feel like if this was something that we were supposed to know about 
we would have it would have they would have made a bigger deal about it. Yeah. Like it's just like one of those things that popped up on like tech blogs. Well, they stuff, yeah, they know? didn't show any sort of games or anything like that. They actually the demo that they showed was they were in the middle of uh, the Louvre or in the middle of Italy or something like that, and the guy just stood there and like. Spun in place, <laughs> looking at like what was clearly a three D, like a three hundred sixty degree picture, and they're like, "And you can change it." And then they like pressed the button on his like he had like a little thing. You press the button, and then like this door that was in front of him just kind of like faded into a picture of the same thing without the door. <laughs> in it. it was like super lame and obviously like pre recorded. Um, I don't like this. Is, this is like if you need VR for porn, this is your VR machine. Oh, <laughs> there's an endorsement. Sure I mean, I think that's. I mean, what else would you use it for? Well, um, I think another thing too is like they didn't really talk about Xbox in that announcement, right? Like to me, I would feel like no. if you're going to announce a VR thing, you would you would attach it to the platform that makes the most right. sense. Right, but to, it, it it was a know. Windows 10 thing, so right. assuming you will be able to use this on the next generation Xbox, but well, maybe it'll have a nicer version of it. We'll keep an eye out for sure, but um, yeah, I don't know. Also in VR news, uh, apparently uh, the store game in the UK is were trying to charge people to uh, demo the PSVR headset. Ooh, mm, saw that good. 15, yeah. 15 euros or fifteen Ooh. pounds. I'm sorry, they don't. That's expensive. Do that. uh, which is uh, around eighteen dollars. But you don't have to. You don't pay it if you end up buying the PSVR. That's right. If you buy the PSVR, you don't have to pay. Which doesn't make it any better. That's a horrible, horrible thing. It's a horrible... And some, I saw some people actually being like, actually, it was worth it. It's like, no, it's not worth it. Sony did not put that out there for people to like let people right. rent a, a, a time with it or whatever. That's gross. Yeah, do I mean, I think VR, definitely there is a market for a one-time go-and-play, like a, like a laser a tag VR-cade. sort of thing. Like a VRcade sort of deal, but like, you know, use... Uh, not to knock the BSVR. I love the BSVR. It's my second favorite VR helmet. Um, <laughs> uh, it's better than the Oculus. Let's just put it that way. Um, spell with three Ks. Uh, and um, <laughs> and uh, but I think if you're going to be paying people for that sort of experience, you really need to make it an experience. Like, right, right. It needs yeah, to be like sure. a full, like like a Disney ride almost. It needs for to, it to really. Uh, yeah, you shouldn't you shouldn't be charging people to do a demo. I'm exactly. Sorry. I just yeah, that's weird. So, yeah, speaking of PSVR, real quick, uh, in this week's Famitsu, they finally released that the reviews for the first batch of VR games. That's right. right. They so did. we can just um, plug Mark's game again, really quick. Yes. It was Res the, Infinite got a platinum award and it got a ten. One of the guys gave it a ten. It was the best reviewed VR game in Famitsu. Awesome. I don't know where that issue is, but um. But you know what? At the same time, like I think Summer Lesson scored higher than Thumper too. So I it's think, like, I you think know, Summer Lesson was the second highest. We're gonna have to, tr- you know, Out we're in way. Japan. Uh, you know, John, we, we we totally skipped PSVR because you didn't do your job and play all the PSVR. I know, I know. I got PSVR like right away, and I went home, and all I did was play Res for like three hours, which I've already played. <laughs> which I totally understand. Yeah, but we need to it get. Was we, amazing. we need to get. We need to get some Summer Lessons. We do. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll get Summer Lesson. Uh, I'll take one for the team and yes. play it. And and um, I also I bought Thumper, and I want to get uh, uh, Polytron's game, uh, Super Hypercube. Super so, Hypercube, nice. Yeah, yes. I want to I want to play. I want to have more you know VR experiences, but it's yeah. just it's been bad time. We're really busy right now. Yes. And I haven't had a lot of time. Do you We're also um, do you happen to remember what game got the lowest score? No, I did. Do you cat lateral damage? Oh, is that like a Western game? What? I guess it's or? a Western. You just play as a house cat, and while oh, your people yeah, yeah. are away, you just ruin the house. <laughs> And I think it got one of the lowest scores I've ever seen in Famitsu. Just like fours across the board. No, oh, it didn't get wow. that low. It, it, I think it got three fours and a five. 
Wow. That's 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 wow. That's not that's not the one I right now. Uh, no, congratulations to Cat Lab. You probably got like sevens, but sevens in Famitsu are like a two. For just being totally misunderstood by Famitsu, right? I don't think you can't approach that as a real. Seems like a no-brainer. Japan loves cats. Yeah. Right. But anyways, speaking of numbers. Uh, Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 yeah. plus 2.5 Remix. What does that equal? That's four. That's four. Yeah, but it's Kingdom not hard. Not four. Yeah. Not four. Uh, brings the series' biggest games to the PS4 next year. Roy, are you excited? I'm very excited, yeah. I already that's bought, cool. like, both of the both of the remasters yeah. on for PS3. PS3 yeah. Once. yeah, and I bought both, both the games already for PS2. Yeah. So this, so this basically like includes all of the Kingdom Hearts games, right? Six, six yeah. remastered has, games. No, as I understand it's, it, if you want to get the full experience, you need this game, because it's got 1.5 and 2.5. Then you yeah. also need 2.8. Yeah, because those are the portables. Yes, right? yeah. So that's yep. the three portable games on one disc. <laughs> so Oh my god, what is wrong with Wait, these so people? Wait, the 2.8, <laughs> that, that's another thing that's coming out. Right. It, yes. is it, yeah, but yeah, separate yeah. from this. Yeah, so 2.8 has the PSP game. Games that's and right. remastered, yeah, yeah. and it has a prologue to Kingdom Hearts 3, which is done in the Kingdom Hearts 3 engine. Right. Mm-hmm. And so. that comes out when? Like next year? Uh, Early next yes, year? Yes, it comes out f- either January or February, sorry. Because that so, was March, right? They announced the release date. This is, yeah, March. Uh, if it's not too late, if you're listening, if you're out there, Nomura, I know you love the podcast. <laughs> March 20th. Please put a fast forward button. I actually really still want to see what the fuss is on all the Kingdom Hearts games, but I'm not a big Disney fan. And, like, you know, it's not, like, the most fast-paced game in the world. Like, if they could help me speed Uh, through it... Wait, what do you you want to fast-forward through? Everything. I just want to be able to, like, hold (laughs) the R button when, like, I'm bored. That game put me to sleep, like, so many times. Like, I really wanted to like it. I I like everything about it. And I I feel guilty, but I'm... sort of excited about this announcement mm-hmm. but I know that I'll never play all the way through them because mm-hmm. I end up inevitably end up like falling asleep like I want to be able to speed through when it gets boring like and um, then I will play all the way through Kingdom Hearts I'd like to fast forward through the entire prologue of Kingdom Hearts 2 like when you're the entire time you're Roxas oh no I like being t- it takes so long but but th- th- that's then, what I mean though you just got this really awful Nomura version of Setzer and then you're eating like ice cream <laughs> on a bell tower and I don't I can't <laughs> deal with that. Do you guys follow the story of Kingdom Hearts? Because Roy does. I mean no not I I Roy couldn't explain I couldn't <laughs> explain it to you. Okay. I understand like pieces of it. Yeah, because there's like a 20 minute explanation video out on there. YouTube that, or like, something. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I should just watch everything. that. There was a Google. Have, there was a Google. Yes, there's a Google. I have watched it probably five times you still don't get it (laughs) (laughs) i mean like if the names of the games are this confusing (laughs) like i can't imagine what i think at this point they're just trolling us like they're gonna like we're gonna do whatever math we can do the pr people at square are probably like ripping their hair out every time this <laughs> like gets announced it's like what why is there a 2.8 and a 2.5 and a 1.5 how do you how do you even fit all those words on a box like, like what it's is getting, it's what is, out of control what is what does this even mean <laughs> is three actually just called three or is it is it like i don't know roman numeral three or uh, like some i actually don't know if they have the full title out can, can you imagine what it must be like to be like a disney exec in america seeing this stuff <laughs> yeah. like someone who controls the stories of disney like things and they're right. just like what is yeah but then they just look at how much money this? these games making and he's just like stamped and so. like, like yeah. right off the desk. Why did we do this? <laughs> um, speaking of Square, Final Fantasy 15 is getting some online multiplayer DLC. Multiplayer? Multiplayer. Mm-hmm. You can uh, travel as Noctis and Noct, as his <laughs> friends call him. And <laughs> uh, his up. three best friends. Noct and the best friends mm-hmm. um, <laughs> is the name of the uh, DLC. No, actually it's not. Interesting. Um, it's uh, The DLC is called Comrades. You weren't too far off? Yeah, it's called Comrades. <laughs> Um, and it takes place in Soviet Russia. 
I was going to say, like, what? <laughs> no. Um, apparently, you it can just uh, you um, add-on feature will give up to four players a chance to take on enemies as lead hero Noctis and his three best friends. Um, it will be available as part of the a part of the twenty four ninety nine season pass, um, but it will also be sold separately, and they have not announced a price for it. Mm. Um, the rest of the season pass. This is a, a, more stuff that they announced. Um, the rest of the season pass will include. Um, self-contained stories for uh, Gladiolus, Ignis, and Prompto, Mm -hmm. um, who uh, are Noctis' pals. (laughs) (laughs) They're Um, the comrades. Yeah, they're the comrades. And, uh, yeah, each one stars in his own episode filled with new enemies and areas to explore. Square Enix also mentions that unique play styles for each of the three characters will be Mm. a part of the DLC. The the game needs to win me over first then I'll think about mm-hmm. DLC. Like, there's yeah. no way in a million years I would pay for DLC for that game before I try the game. They like, already had, like, a mode where you could play as Prompto and everybody said it was really boring because, like, he just yeah. has a gun. Oh, the PSVR so, one? Yeah. Oh, the VR stuff? The PSVR yeah. thing was terrible. So, like, but imagine, okay, Prompto you get the... Prompto such a bad... What is up with that name, Prompto? I don't know. They're all supposed to be, like, kind of Latin-sounding, I, I guess so. Am I alone in thinking that twenty four ninety nine is a lot for a season pass? It seems like a lot. Mm, I think they've been usually up like there. They? twenty to thirty bucks. Okay. I mean, if yeah. the content yeah, and the, the value end ends there, up yeah. being you know like that's, three DLC packs worth or something, it, that's probably fine. But like recently, I've seen that a lot of like Western media outlets are like telling people don't pre-order anything, don't pre-order anything. Yeah. And I I haven't really followed up the reasoning behind all that and everything. And I thought it was interesting because I'm like, well, whatever. But like, this is a case where I would be like. No way should you pre-order this unless you play the game first. Because yeah. like they have to win them, they have to win me back before totally. I spend any more money than the base game on this. They're lucky I'm they're getting that, you know, after yeah. Final Fantasy thirteen. So I totally agree with that. And um, but you know, so far the buzz for Final Fantasy fifteen has been good. But I don't know if that's kind of like pre-release. Yeah, Jeremy Parrish likes it, and that means a lot to me. Yeah. And you know, some other people. Phil Kohler was I very yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So yeah. we'll see. So we'll see. We'll see. I will remain cautiously keep an, optimistic. Keep an open mind. I mean, I feel like that's kind of a celebration of the Japanese industry. Tr- like truly, when it comes out mm. like over here, when fifteen comes out, it's going to be blanketed everywhere. Fifteen will I come out. So. Last Guardian will come out. Like right, there's going to be a lot of. But it's like it's a huge game, and I feel like mm. that game needs to make money. So like, I, I hope people. <laughs> it really needs to make. Money. I, I hope people like support it and give it a chance because you know it's. Mm. I it do too. I am definitely. I mean, you know, and and again, whenever we bitch about anything, it usually comes from a place of love. Yeah. But I am definitely like scarred because like I loved Final Fantasy back in the day, yep. and like I feel like they just basically treated me like garbage for a few years. So I'm just like, well, you know, you you really have to prove yourself to me. But you're right. Like it used to be when a Final Fantasy came out here, it was like the Japan industry's like celebration of things. But but now I feel like it's almost like people want to back step a few a little bit and like not be super associated with it until they know for sure that there's quality i really don't like the fact that there's like cup noodle and shit in the game like that to me is just like totally sell out like you're taking this like i mean they do that stuff in metal gear i know but it metal gear is not it's not final fantasy it's like it's just weird to me to take some it's like that'd be like if Mm. star wars to me if star wars had like you know like a snickers bars or something and like you know like han solo holds up a snickers bar to the screen or something like it's like metal gear is very much in our world that's true that's true have you guys seen the movie by the way i saw the movie on the plane ride over here because king's star wars yeah yeah king's glaive king's glaive i haven't actually i want to see it i've heard very mixed opinions Yeah. yeah i mean i think 
as as a movie like by itself, like would I have been happy to spend twenty bucks to go see it in a theater? I don't know. But as a as an intro to Final Fantasy fifteen, I didn't yeah. know this, but it's a direct intro to Final Fantasy fifteen. Okay. Right, right. It doesn't take place like years before. It happens right before oh, the game. Like it's actually pretty cool. I'm okay. definitely gonna watch it before I play the game. That's definitely yeah. in in my uh, in my it plans. It look, it looks like it's got high production values. Oh, I yeah. don't expect an amazing. Yeah, the story English cast, the voice acting cast seems yeah, yeah pretty, pretty good. Out there. Yeah, Sean Bean's in there. Yeah. a lot of Game of Thrones people. Does Sean Bean die? Uh, <laughs> it's not a spoiler. Yeah, it's his destiny. Like, yeah. I mean, okay. don't spoil it. That's, That's what Sean Bean does. What's Sean Bean? He does it in everywhere. Well, he's not in the main game, so yeah. something must happen to him, right? Yeah. Or else he just changes. My recommendation: actor. don't watch it on a tiny plain screen. Watch it on a big screen. No, it's Good really idea. beautiful, and yeah, that's that's the kind of thing you want to watch on a proper screen with a proper system. Speaking of beautiful. Red yes. Dead uh, Redemption Two. Oh, oh my god! Oh, that was that not a good trailer, but no, it was, boy, not, it was, was it really beautiful. Terrible. No, yeah. it was awful. Boy, it was, was a it bad beautiful. trailer. Yeah. <laughs> it did not. It did not generate hype within me. No, like the screenshots that were released before the trailer, I was very mm-hmm. hyped about. But the trailer itself was very subdued. Mm. It was very much like. Here are all the places that you're going to go in Red Dead Redemption 2. Here's some Buffalo. I think they're intentionally just trying to, you know, set yeah. up story and, and kind of get you intrigued and not... is more of a teaser than a trailer. But I... Of. What I saw looked amazing. Hmm. I think that game is going to be hot as hell, and I'm really sad that they're not that they're just slapping a two on the title. I feel like that's mm. selling it short of what its full potential. Like right? it should be Red Dead something else. Like yeah. it should be the next uh, big Red Dead thing. Revolver, Red Dead Redemption, Red Dead Revolution. Radical. <laughs> People were thinking it was going to be called Red Retribution. Oh, that's a good one. That's Razzmatazz. A- Razzmatazz. <laughs> you know, we've we've been talking about this a lot recently internally, just because when when you slap a two on something, there's a lot of pressure for it to mm. absolutely be better than mm. the first one. You know, like. Like, mm. um, whereas if you give it a subtitle or you change the name a little bit, you're kind of resetting expectations a little bit about what it could be or what. Yeah, it and you're giving it its own identity, and you know, in a sense, some there. I think there's just a lot of people who don't. Well, I shouldn't say a lot. There's a percentage of people who, when they see a two, they're like, "Oh, I didn't play the first game. I don't. I'm mm-hmm. going to skip this or right. whatever." You know, like you got to give it its own, its own, uh, its own thing. I bet. I don't know, but I bet with them, they're like. Well, it worked for Grand Theft Auto one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You know, whatever. Oh, so we're just yeah. going to do that with everything we do. But mm, Red still, Dead, it looked great. Red Dead ramifications. <laughs> Red Dead uh, reindeer. Red Dead reindeer. The, uh, Red Dead reality VR. I don't know. Yeah, I the um, the way they unveiled the the was uh, the tease. It was very interesting too. They tweeted on like a Sunday morning, uh, just an image of the yeah. Rockstar logo in red, and then like the next day at the same time they had like. You could see something in the background, and then the next day, like they unveiled it or whatever. But it's pretty crazy that like just I, a single tweet was getting like hundreds of thousands of retweets. That was like a total masterclass on how to tease a new game. Yeah, like mm-hmm. Japanese companies. Well, not everyone notes. can do that though. You have to be like rock yeah, stars. Yeah, but like if you were Square Enix, instead of like a making fucking, a website, a fucking a countdown, countdown website, it's always a countdown website yep. for a goddamn mobile a Moogle. game <laughs> oh, or, or a Moogle or a Moogle in Final Fantasy yeah. 15. It's Tweet the logo. Website. Yeah, yeah. you're going to see a lot more logos get tweeted. I think in the coming years, <laughs> thanks to Rockstar. Do it. Um, and in and sadder news, a uh, friend of the show, Uwe Boll, has made his last movie. Oh. <laughs> sure. Uh, sure. Uh, shame. Look, I'm super busy, he said at the time. <laughs> I could do three movies in two years, so the earliest time I could do Hitman or Metal Gear Solid... Oh, wait, this, uh, that's an old quote. He, the real quote is, the market is dead, he said. You don't make any money anymore on movies because the DVD and Blu-ray market worldwide has dropped 80% in the last few years. That is the real reason. I just cannot afford to make movies. I can't go back to student filmmaking because I have made so many movies in my life, and I can't make cheaper and cheaper movies at my age. It's a shame I would be happy to make movies, but it's just not financially hard to make cheaper movies. Shut up, shut up, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> 
Bull went on to say that he has begun using money he made on, quote, stupid video game-based movies, <laughs> end quote, to pay for his fashion projects like Attack on Darfur and Assault on Wall Street, both of which were also critically panned. Wow. <laughs> Do people still remember him? Like, uh, oh, yeah, I remember the name. It's just like a dark spot in right. my memory. Well, it's, it's funny that you say that because the, the last quote is, now, now when I don't make any more movies, he said, Maybe they'll find the time to actually watch the movies, starting with Postal in 2005, <laughs> the movies of the last 10 years. They will, see, they will see they were a lot of very interesting movies and a lot of movies that I think made sense and said, <laughs> said a point about things. They deserve to be discussed bigger than they were. Wow. <laughs> wow. All right, then. Oh, we lost a true <laughs> we lost a visionary. Artist. What are we going to do, man? Now that we won't have any more Uwe Boll movies to, I don't know. Did he ever make the Resident Evil ones? Who's on that? He was the, he was the, no, his movie was Alone in the Dark, ah. which I saw in the theater, and that was a bad movie. Because I guess we're still getting trashy Resident Evil movies. Yes. Yeah. Did you see my tweet? Uh, the, yeah, so Laura. In, in Japan, <laughs> the, in Shibuya probably specifically, so there's this woman uh she's a model and actress and kind of like a, what they call in japan talento, talent yeah which is someone television who, personality just, it's like like the the kardashians or whatever she's just like a yeah. famous person right. um and uh like her thing right now is that she moved to california and wants to be an actress like an actress in, in a hollywood movie and her first role is in this resident evil movie um and she's like an extra <laughs> um and the uh and and the posters that are all over shibuya are literally like face? a glamour shot of yeah. her, what? like on a from, white background, from like a shampoo ad or something <laughs> like that, with the Resident Evil logo under it. And, and it's she's like, just an extra; she's not a character. I don't know. She's got to be something. She's like maybe she has a line. I don't know. Wow, but, she's got to be more than that. But it is. It is. Either way, it is. I know what you're saying. Like it's yeah. weird that that she's the. But you know, I like her, so I'm okay. Yeah, with that. no, she's, she's also very pretty. She's an amazing person. She's funny. Love her she's to smart. Death. She's not just like a dead, brain dead. Like, uh, right. hey, let's just put this beautiful person out. But there it's just one of those weird Japanese things where it's like nobody gives a shit about the movie, <laughs> but Laura's in it for ten minutes. Did Go you see they, they changed the billboards? They like, did. So they had her, you know, her looking good and her shampoo glamour. Yeah. Then they changed it so that she's kind of zombified. She's oh, got gray skin. Oh, oh, so it was like a tool, a uh, two, like... Yeah, so I think if you look at it today, it should be different. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, and that's what I'm we sure have. will be a garbage movie anyway. Yeah, it will be yeah. garbage. Hey, those movies are actually still making money, though. That's why they make them every year, so... Because yeah. I mean, they're big in Japan. Although, isn't this the last one? I didn't one? say it wouldn't this make money. Is the, this is it's the last final. one. Don't they always yeah. say it's the last one? Well, this one's called Final, Yeah. In Japan, when they call movies Final, it means the final. That's the thing here, too. They, like... Well, anyways. Anyways. So anyway. this is the end of the podcast. Um, we made it. John, tell us about. Does anybody have anything they need to announce? Any fun things we need to be aware of? No. Okay. <laughs> have uh, a uh, uh, show us. Send us pictures of your like Halloween costumes. Yeah. I, I want to see what people are doing for Halloween. Ooh, I want to see pumpkins. If anybody has some clever pumpkins. Yeah. Oh, you mean yeah. like uh, jack o' like yeah, cut jack out pumpkins yeah. and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, definitely send, tweet us that stuff. Um, have a safe Halloween. Don't be a jackass. Some people in yeah. Japan do like some really stupid stuff on the train every year, and if I see them, I'm going to punch them. Really? But, um, Can you give give me an example? Like, well, yeah, happened? like people just like part, dress up and then party on a train line, like thinking it's like a place where you can drink and be an idiot. Um, huh. I think they've cut down on it in recent yeah, years because like, the cops are aware of it now. Well, but. that and like Shibuya itself is a giant Halloween party. Shibuya, now. I want to. So yeah, our home base mm. here is like grand ground zero for just like chaos on halloween like mm-hmm. everybody just like floods the streets but it's actually pretty cool because mm-hmm. costumes are generally pretty creative here um 
aside from like seventy percent of like sexy nurses. That yeah, are there's a lot there. of sexy zombies. Which is fine. I'm no Which, problem. Yeah. But anyways, um, uh, and people can find us on the internet at yes. 8-4.jp. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter at eight four play or uh, our individual Twitters. I am John TV at Kotori. Uh, SPRSK. Tyler Howard. And uh, Nick, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, I'm at, at Nikoro, N I K O R O. Awesome. Yes. And uh, also, we'll be on GAF where uh, we have our second home, Giant Bomb. Uh, and we'll be back in two weeks. And here's the crazy thing about that either it's going to be like the end of the world, apocalypse. Or it's going to be a bright new start of a future and cleaning up the mess that is the oh, country God. of most of our listeners. Oh, I think <laughs> right? I just had like an anxiety attack. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, when we get back, you will have a new president, Whoa. right? Mm. People in well, America. President elect. Elect. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you'll know basically what the next, Jesus. like you'll know whether I'm coming to visit again in the next four years or not. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I might not go home. So you're welcome <laughs> yeah. to stay. We'll also be having a new member. That's right. Yes, right. the uh, second fabled uh, new entry to the eight fourteen will be here, so we'll talk about that next time. Uh, and Mark will be back. Yes, too, back from his Kyoto journey. So, All right. So um, thank you for listening, Nick. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, I again, I feel pleasure. like I wish I would like to talk to you for like two hours sometimes. So please, next time you're back, let's like do yes. a longer episode and like get in deep because there's lots to talk about. Mm-hmm. You know your games. You love your games. Nick is one of the good ones. People like when you're seeing like cool st- stuff happen at Sony, like yeah. that physical version of Gravity Rush or whatever. Like you, a lot of that you can thank this guy here. Fights so, for the people. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for fighting the good fight. Keep up the awesome work. And yeah. um, you're well, there's a lot of stuff I'm working on coming out in the next like year or two. So yeah. look look forward to it. Awesome. Good. And with that, Nick, why don't you uh, take us out? Kono podcast wa Sony Computer Entertainment no takeo de okurishimashita. <laughs> Very good. That's the Pokemon ball, and you actually catch the monster inside of that thing and harness the power in there, and then you can call on that power to regenerate itself outside of that ball, and praise God, it turns into a bigger and better monster. Now, we're told that there are 150 species of these particular creatures on the face of the earth, and we're also told in the material that these pocket monsters 
are creatures that inhabit the world with humans. And that they can evolve and grow in bigger and better creatures. Now, the object of this game is got to catch them all. And they tell you that if you catch them all, you become a Pokemon master. Listen, parents, that word master will appeal to any child because they can become a somebody. They can become a master. And you know what? If you're the master of something, you don't need mom, you don't need dad, you don't need grandparents, you don't need aunts and uncles, you don't need school, and you probably don't even need a church because you're a master. You can become a god. That's the premise of what this has been teaching. You become the Pokemon master. That's the whole premise and the whole goal of this game. Now, this is the main character right here. He's called Ash Ketchum. Not Hal Ketchum, but Ash Ketchum. Okay? And I'm, again, it doesn't make any difference what I say. It's what their own material says. I'm going to tell you what, what they describe him as. Listen to this. An energetic and determined 10-year-old who's a little too competitive, and he's obsessed with catching all Pokemon and driven to become the world's foremost Pokemon master. And, you know, every time that your children watch this program, whether it's a video, whether it's a cartoon, whether it's a comic book, no matter what it is, they hear this mantra, this rap song that's played over again. And it says, I will travel across the land searching far and wide each Pokemon to understand the power that's inside. And then it's enchanted to them. Gotta catch them all. Over and over and over and over again. You know what it does? It fuels your child's craving for more cards, more books, more videos, more movies. It's designed to do that. That's what we call enchanting. 